definitely an interesting time. And I think there's a lot of corporations stepping up, especially the ones that aren't necessarily won't be hit as hard. And those are the ones that need to be stepping up quite a bit at this point to help all the other industries. The ones who do step up will benefit from it. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Small Business Storytellers. This podcast is for you if you see business as a tool for making the world a better place. My name is Seth Silvers. I'll be your host. And one of my biggest passions is learning from businesses who are growing without losing their authenticity. On season two, we're learning about how to thrive in times of crisis as we learn from businesses who have been impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Small Business Storytellers. Uh, Today, we are sitting down with Tyler Riddell of Something Good Consulting Group. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, another conversation with a business owner um, in a time of crisis for our country. And I think that uh, this season, this collection of episodes will hopefully be helpful for um, you, the listeners, uh, because we can all learn from times of crisis for our businesses and stuff. So, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us on the Small Business Storytellers. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So to start, tell our audience a little bit about uh, who you are and uh, what it is exactly that you do. So Yeah, so Something Good Consulting Group is a corporate social responsibility consulting firm. And uh, we help clients build their brand with belief-driven stakeholders by making an impact in their communities. And we use the tools of strategic communications and leadership development to bolster the strategies of our clients. Cool. And um, how, like, how old are you? How did you get into this? And yeah, so I'm 26, and it was kind of a interesting crossing point business partner, uh, who's my mother actually. And um, at the end of or in uh, 2016, I graduated from my undergrad and then went right into my MBA. And they called it a working MBA, but they were totally wrong. And so um, I could only do the contract work at the time. And so I picked up um, social media marketing uh, contract work. And my background is actually in uh, health administration, really. And so it was an interesting turning point for me and um and i really enjoyed it so i started educating myself on top of my mba um getting certifications in social media marketing and attending conferences and etc but towards the end of 2016 i was in the middle of my mba at that point um and my mother retired from blue cross and blue shield of texas Um, and she retired as the VP of Corporate Social Responsibility for the state of Texas and uh, media relations and PR. Uh, So she headed up the whole CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility for the state of Texas, and so, but she ended her career, took a nice retirement package, and uh, said goodbye after a uh, 28-, 30-year career in um, healthcare. And so she took a year off in 2017. And by the end of 2017, I had uh, bugged her enough to uh, form a company with me, um, especially with a social media background and then combining her 
expertise and experience. I thought we could create something special. And so something good consulting group formed and uh, we, the name came from a blessing that Oral Roberts used to say, and he would say something good is going to happen to you today. And as a child, that was a blessing uh, my parents would say as we were walking out the door. And because I struggled with reading and writing uh, around second grade, and it was a very low point in my life. And they wanted to constantly put something good in my brain and say, you know, look for the good um, when you walk out the door. Um, there will be negative, but can constantly look at the good. And so we thought, what better name to put on our company? Yeah. And so we called it Something Good Consulting Group. And that's kind of how we ended up on it. It was kind of just perfect timing between two of both of us. She wasn't doing anything at that point. And I was just starting my career. So that's awesome. So what does it look like practically uh, when you guys work with the company? Yeah, so um, we have three kind of service lines. One is the corporate impact. The other is impact leadership and then um, storytelling through the use of social media. Um, our target audience, uh, our target market is healthcare due to my mother's background um, and expertise. She knows almost every aspect of the healthcare market. And so for um, the corporate impact, we work with clients that are probably in the mid-market range and typically uh, in the mid-market range, some of them will have a corporate social responsibility manager, but others will not. It will be put onto the assistant or it'll be a side job of someone else. Right. Um, so we have the capability to come in, do an assessment of what, uh, what they're doing already, and then create a strategy as well as execute for them. So we act as a fractional corporate social responsibility manager. And which that means we run it for maybe six months and then they'll hire someone because they believe it's important to their business values. And um, actually, before I get too far into corporate social responsibility, I kind of want to give a brief history for everyone so they don't. Yeah, please. <laughs> it's not. Um, yeah, because a lot of people aren't like familiar with the CSR language. I like that's a lot of the language of why I started Story On was because it was seeing a lot of trends with it and stuff, but yeah, give us some like kind of context and back up a little bit. Yeah. So originally corporate social responsibility started as the employer pays the employee enough to go volunteer and donate money to nonprofits and other organizations. Then it kind of shifted into more of a PR stunt where their um, ethical activities were being covered up basically. Right. More of your like greenwashing. Yes, exactly. Um, so it still gets that bad rep today, which you probably encountered a little bit too. And, um, but really what we're trying to, I guess, preach is that it has business value and people are shifting towards it, especially when you have a generation of millennials and the next generation pushing a purpose-driven companies and like defining their values. So this has been really, uh, the push by millennials and Generation Z to uh, incorporate this into the companies. And so at this point, corporations are trying to figure out how does this create business value and kind of three areas that we try to 
showcase for them or say that their pain points are it's employee turnover, client acquisition costs, and employee engagement. And if you don't have employee engagement, and especially in the millennial generation, and if they don't feel like they have a sense of purpose at their work, then they lose, they'll, they'll move on to another company, uh, which is why we see the constant turnover of two to three years of millennials and hopping where versus our baby boomer generation where 28 years was normal. And so, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that's kind of where it is now. Um, it's more of an internal and external look. So in addition to the PR and marketing aspect of it, you also look internally at policies such as, okay, uh, giving women leave, uh, for having a baby, but also giving the males leave to go be with their family. So mm -hmm. just going even into the policies and making sure even the job descriptions have something right. about what they're doing in the community and the community involves employees. And so that's where the volunteer aspect comes in. Um, and so, but what we really tried to do is not have corporations donating to something that doesn't really align with what they're doing their values because the best thing a corporation can do is try to figure out what social issue actually they can solve with the technology and the expertise and experience they already have in in-house so skills-based volunteerism as i call it right um so that's kind of where it is right now okay cool and does all of this stuff like how does this impact the bottom line like businesses incorporating social responsibility efforts and philanthropy efforts and stuff like does this actually impact the business yes um like i was saying the employee turnover is a big pain point and is expensive and so and once you say that to the top line executives they're like okay how do we do like what do we mm -hmm. do and typically corporate social responsibility they'll have it they try to put it in its own lane. And what we try to do is like I said a little bit earlier, is we look at it holistically, like how does this ingrain into marketing? Could you tap into the marketing budget? How could you tap into human resources budget? Um, instead of just putting it in one budget and cause what will happen, especially in a pandemic, like right now or in a crisis mode, that budget will just disappear. That's not what we wanted it to do. We want it right. ingrained in the company. And, and once it's ingrained, it becomes uh, a natural thing that people constantly think about. And the recruitment process, getting top talent and stuff like that definitely helps bolster the company even further. And so that's kind of where employee turnover, trying to reduce that right. altogether and client, uh, client acquisition costs are going up. So that's, using storytelling like you all do as well to kind of showcase what you're doing. We call it organizational storytelling uh, too. And it's where you find those customer experiences and kind of paint a picture for potential clients of what exactly you do and how you helped your clients. So sometimes people will just get a um, recommendation or feedback from a client, but actually walking through the process of what happened with the client and how they went through um, uh, the services that you provided um, really helps a potential client like, okay, now I know exactly what you're doing for me. So there's a lot of people that are doing social responsibility for the wrong, especially with the 
bigger companies that are doing it for the wrong reasons. They're like, you know, doing it for the bottom line. And then there's people that are doing it like for the right reasons. Like some of my business mentors that I've seen, um, like the business has been a tool for the impact. Like the business has been a, a vehicle to, um, yes, impact the employees, but also to create revenue and profit so that they can invest in their in their particular passions. And that's been really inspiring to me. Do you see in this space, um, is does it seem like there's a shift where more people are wanting to kind of like shift towards doing social responsibility efforts for, for more of the right reasons rather than just good press and lower turnover? Yeah. Um, the problem is, is that we still have a generation in the workforce and they're usually top executives that have the bottom line constantly and their sh uh, shareholder value is that's their mindset that they're focused in on uh, constantly. And they have to do that to a certain point, but really shifting them towards looking at all stakeholders mindset is what we try to educate. So there's a lot of education still happening, um, but there is a shift, especially like you said, with new businesses and small businesses shifting because they can, but when you're a large corporation that's been around for you know, hundreds of years, <laughs> some of them, it's kind of hard to shift even culture towards that. And, um, but anything a corporation at that level can start doing, even if they don't fully understand the uh, uh don't have it like oh this is a nice feely thing but don't fully understand the impact it's still a good way to kind of spread the news and educate other people on how they can do it but social enterprises and small businesses and startups are pushing the new narrative of this my company has to be purpose has to have a purpose i want to impact people uh, I want to tackle social issues. That's kind of small businesses, startups, and, and social enterprises. That's where I'm the partner that handles all the social media for them. And, um, and that's where I try to focus and tell their story because that's so important. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where it, it's a sh it's shifting. I, I I agree with you. It's it's there's a shift, but it's still it's still not fully there. It's just like what what how does this really help me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's shifting more so. It's shifting quicker with the consumers than it is with the executives and stuff. And it's and that's really what I've seen is like consumers are wanting to like buying decisions are shifting drastically and really fast towards purpose-driven and socially responsible companies. And there's plenty of data that's came out in the last handful of years to show that. But I think on the other end, like two things have to happen. Like the buyers have to shift how they buy, but then the companies also have to shift, you know, how they do things. Um, and consumers, I feel like consumers like BS meters for like sniffing out companies that are doing it for the wrong reasons are, are getting pretty fine tuned um, and stuff. So I, yeah, companies are shifting slower than buyers, which I think is why it's, it, there's a huge opportunity right now for purpose-driven companies to gain some, some market share. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, the consumer will ultimately be the decision maker and that's yeah. why even large corporations like, oh, okay, you might need to think about this. <laughs> yeah. So transitioning 
kind of to the pandemic that we're experiencing, I'm curious to how you guys see or foresee, um, you know, this downturn in the economy, this kind of crisis that's happening right now, um, how it's impacting philanthropy and CSR efforts and stuff. But for first off, like, how is it impacting your business? Uh, and how, how have you guys seen this uh, take a toll or play a role in how you guys are doing business in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, so, well, currently I'm self-quarantined, uh, which is fine. Uh, I was exposed because one of my friends is a nurse. Uh, oh, my. Thank God for him. He's on the front line, and uh, all the other people on the front line actually helping tackle this pandemic. I'm uh, very grateful. So n- no bad vibes towards him. But, um, yeah, so as a business, um, we – Obviously, our offices are, are we work from home um, to cut down overhead, and so we were kind of already adapted to that. Um, we had a we have a virtual office as well through with a social enterprise called Walkabout Workplace. Um, they're great, and we've had them for about a year and a half now. Um, so we already had the tools um, in place, which was nice. But what what made Part of our business uh, was events and networking, and so when the first started, the first wave came in. We um, or the first news started to come in. I we started canceling meetings and events that we were going to, uh, just to reduce our um, the amount of time we were out and exposed to this. Um, so we were doing our own precautions and then we totally, everything canceled here in Dallas, um, regarding events and stuff like that. And then we canceled all meetings, well, not canceled, but shipped them all to video or uh, phone calls. Right. Um, so we adapted pretty quickly. Um, unfortunately we were in in the midst of several proposals about to be approved and then clamp. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was in the, I was in the same <laughs> There they go. Um, but no, it's one of those things where, you, um, I think as a small business, um, I mean, to be honest, that really hit us hard. I mean, for a week we were like, okay, what do we do? <laughs> and I feel like everyone went through that. Um, so it's kind of a human thing. Okay. Now what do we do? You know, um, but it's one of those things that are like, okay, what can we do during this time that we haven't had time to do? So for instance, uh, our website, our website's not great. And so, um, I was like, okay, we need to work with a website developer. Ended up being able to contact a, a friend and now we're bartering services. So I'm helping her with her social media and she's helping us with our website. So there's you know, people out there that, uh, website developers, even in the marketing arena that are, you know, like we'll do stuff for free. We're just trying to get, you know, do networks yeah. and do things. So bartering is a huge thing right now. And um, so we've just been trying to continue to adapt and stay level-headed and keep up with our clients saying, you know, do you need anything? You know, um, keeping that window open. Yeah. How have you been communicating with your clients, especially because is it taking with, is the majority of your clients you said are in healthcare? A good portion are, but some are small businesses that's for kind of all over the place. And, uh, okay. So yeah, how have you guys been communicating with your clients in this time? So um, I we made a decision just to give everyone a break from our emails for about three weeks because we're all like in 
chaos mode at this point because um, everyone's trying to shift to online and um, working from home and trying to set up all these te technology that they're not going to be answering our emails. So we, we typically email um, just to keep updated with them and stuff like that. Um, but usually it's just trying to keep the conversation moving, you know, like, okay, can we plan to meet in the fall? You know, like just keep the, cause we were like there with a lot of them, like almost there about to close. And so it's one of those things you're like, okay, let's keep the conversation moving. Oh, you know, see what they need at this point. Yeah. And what kind of an impact do you think um, this pandemic, this crisis is going to have on CSR efforts, on philanthropy efforts from corporations um, over the next few months? Obviously, right now, we don't know when this is going to end. We don't know if this is going to, they just passed the stimulus bill, but we don't know if this is going to continue down like into a formal recession or not and stuff but um what are you what kind of things are you guys thinking about as far as how this might impact um the csr world and what's the trickle down impact culturally of that yeah so this is um an interesting perspective that i i was like okay i need to start watching seeing what corporations start doing because your mom was a csr executive through the last recession yeah and so the initial uh reaction is to clamp down and not do anything and that's the wrong decision to do at this point what you need to be doing and what a lot of corporations are doing right now is taking care of their employees and then some are, even if they have extra capital, are donating to uh, nonprofits who need it the most because they are on the front lines taking care of the underprivileged. So we already had a underprivileged issue going on, especially in Dallas, and people are just living paycheck to paycheck and um, even some below poverty line. We have, I think we're number three in childhood poverty um, rate in America. And so it's just horrendous what's happening. And then you add on a pandemic, like it gets even worse. And I don't know how worse you can even get. So, but a lot of corporations like Texas Instruments, uh, Bank of America are donating to United Way's coronavirus fund. And so that's a, an example of CSR uh, in action. It's even if, you know, your bottom line is getting hit, but you understand that you have a role in the community to take care of your, not only your employees, but also the external community as well. So there's a lot of corporations stepping up and especially the ones that aren't necessarily won't be hit as hard. And those are the ones that need to be stepping up quite a bit at this point to help all the other industries. Um, I even see small businesses, you know, doing their part. Um, so. It's um, definitely an interesting time, and I think the ones who do step up will benefit from it. So how do they talk about those stories then? Because, um, and this is a conversation that I've, I'm having a lot with people, is um, the, the phrasing of tone deaf, like how to not appear tone deaf in a situation like this. Um, and if a business, you know, is able to give a bunch away, like, you know, can it backfire for them to be like, Hey, we're giving to the coronavirus fund and stuff like for, I guess, what precaution should people have when they're actually talking about their giving in times where people are trying to survive? Yeah. So definitely getting 
the message of why you're doing it is so important uh, and making sure that's blasted. And so once you do it, and especially if you're working with United Way, large nonprofits, they will help you blast this message as well. Um, so it's one of those things where if you don't, if you just throw out money at a nonprofit and then even your employees will look at you like, well, that could have gone to paying our bills. You know, why aren't you taking care of us? So definitely having commu communication is so important during this time. And um, that's kind of why we look at CSR from a list of approach because we, we go into strategic communications and making sure our clients are communicating not only externally, but internally with employees and what is going on with why they're doing what they're doing. And so I think the message, if you can get that locked down and why you're doing it and what the purpose is, and you can explain the whole process of why you're doing it, then that would um, hopefully eliminate this kind of like, why are you doing this, you know, kind of uh, this uncertainty in this time, people are panicking and uh, the more communication you have with them, the better. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really, really interesting to see just some of the trickle down effects of all of this. Um, I'm on the board of a non local nonprofit that works with underprivileged families. And um, like they just had to cancel their big fundraising gala, which raises a bunch of money um, for their annual budget and kind of operating expenses and stuff. And um, I mean, in times like this, the, unfortunately, the people that are usually impacted the most are the ones that are um, closest to that poverty line uh, and stuff. Like it's usually the the people that don't have a ton of money sitting around that are um, those that are impacted the most by a crisis. And so in one sense, just like you said, they, they need the most support. But, you know, when you have, uh, you know, a small business or medium to big size business that is regularly giving to a nonprofit and maybe they're shut down because of the crisis they're having to spend all their cash on their employees and so maybe then you know they're probably going to pick their employees keeping employees around over you know their charitable giving which then means that these nonprofits don't have the funding to be able to serve the people that need it the most so it's really fascinating and um kind of heartbreaking ways to see like I mean, we're both young in our 20s. And so like, this is probably, this is really the first time we've seen a downturn in our career. And so it's, it's been really, really interesting to see how it trickled down, trickles down and impacts. Yeah. Um, like, like you said, nonprofits, this is going to be very rough for them. Um, I mean, like you said, it's just one of those things where they have canceled events. I mean, these are huge fundraising opportunities for them. Uh, but you know, it's one of those things, the people who are impacted the least, which considering my family, we are impacted the least by this. All we have to do is stay inside, you know, <laughs> um, and we have a safety net and where other people don't, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's, it hurts you. And so the people who do have um, the resources at this point, um, should step up and like our family stepping up to, you know, see what can we do virtually volunteer, um, you know, lighten the load, you know, like I said earlier about skills-based volunteerism, that's so huge, especially in the nonprofit world. It's not that they don't have skilled individuals uh, who have 
several degrees and expertise in the nonprofit. It's just they don't have enough people on hand to pay, and they can't pay them. And so if you are if you can sacrifice, I think even large companies, this would be a great opportunity for CSR opportunity to uh, allow your employees to virtually volunteer at this point. Uh, even, you know, most of our work, all of our workload is somewhat diminishing <laughs> a little bit across the board, uh, not in certain sectors who are essential, um, but, um, you know, allowing your employees to volunteer uh, for these nonprofits would help tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good recommendation. And kind of as we bring this to a close, I'd love to just get like, what are some recommendations that you have for how should people be, you know, like kind of social media tips for companies that want to talk more about the impact that they're making and the ways that they're giving, like what should people be doing on social media? What should businesses be doing um, to get the story of how they're making an impact out there. Yeah. Um, I think you mentioned earlier tone during this time, you have to be very careful with your tone, um, and your voice. And so everything has to be empathetic. Um, uh, and your posts cannot be, I would avoid trying to advertise what you're doing necessarily in a way that looks like you're trying to sell people. Um, but this is the point where it, Tell what your employees are doing out in the community. Um, you know, get those stories. Pick, you know, start calling your employees. What are you doing? What are you, what nonprofits are you giving to, et cetera? Um, showcasing the nonprofits that you're uh, coordinating with. Um, volunteer events, virtual volunteer events, or in person where you're all uh, six feet apart. Um, uh, so just highlighting um, community efforts that you're doing. And, you know, and positive thoughts going out, you know, if you want to go to each employee and say, you know, you have some positive words that we want to send out to our audience and, you know, getting that real authentic authenticity is important right now. Uh, and it's important whenever, but at this point where everyone is, you know, uh, in panic mode and chaos, you know, hearing people, um, going through the same thing, um, can help others. And so very empathetic tone and, you know, showcase what you're doing at the moment. Um, that's, and you can tell your story of your, you know, purpose of your company, et cetera. But if it doesn't really set the tone of what you're, of what's going on, then I would focus more on the community efforts you're doing. A lot of people, they look at their story in such a, such a small box of like our story is who we are and what we do and when we started and stuff. Um, and so I think looking at like, what are your employees doing? Like that's a story that one, it, it helps with your employee culture and engagement, but also like people seeing that your employees are engaged makes them more excited to support a company that supports those employees. So I think that's a great, um, great recommendation. So our, like I said at the beginning, our audience is mostly um, business owners and people that are building things. Uh, what would just some like advice that you would have to business owners in this pandemic, in this time of crisis be before we go? Yeah, so I know as a small business, it, we're all going through, okay, what do we do? How do we get more business? And how do we keep the lights on? Um, you know, do we have enough money? to survive this will we be open next year 
So there's a lot of uncertainty. So at this point, you kind of have to be uh, very open to a lot of opportunities um, and asking, you know, what as a community, a business in the community, what I can be doing uh, to help. Uh, I think if you, if your business has slowed down completely, then this might be a great opportunity to um, go out into the community and help. Um, of course, we're all at stay at home. So virtually volunteer, of course, and do what your um, uh, officials say. But um, what we're kind of doing is volunteering more um, and just being open, like I said, open to different opportunities. And we're in planning mode too, trying to figure out, okay, what can we get done that <laughs> needed to be done? And reevaluating um, re strategic plans, you know, stuff that you weren't because a lot of times we all get caught up in the sales process of getting in more business and stuff like that as small businesses, but we forget about the booking, the books, the taxes, <laughs> everything in the background, the, the, the office work, you're like, oh, I'll do it later. And uh, so this might be a great time to just uh, do all that. Um, you have all the time in the world now because <laughs> their business slowed down. So uh, that would be my recommendation, which is what we're doing, uh, volunteering, picking up, you know, doing things that I didn't have time for earlier. Um, you know, spending time with family is important too. And you're, you know, um, I guess you can't be with your friends, but if you can be, if you're with your family, then that's great. You know, enjoying this uh, downtime too, if you can, uh, is important because as Americans, our culture is to go, 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 go. Um, and so I, I know this is, you know, we're in a pandemic, so it's a little chaotic, <laughs> slowing down and, you know, enjoying, you know, your family is important during this time too. I know, I know that just got off the phone with one business owner and they're, you know, they're like twice as busy because they're a four person team and two of their people got the coronavirus. So they're off of work right now. And they uh, are actually because of their product, they're significantly more busy right now. So it's like double the work and half the team. And so like they don't have any breathing room right now, but I think there are a lot of businesses that you do have breathing room. Um, and so don't spend that watching Tiger King on Netflix, but spend it, although I do want to watch that, but like spend that time doing things that you've wished you had time for, like all of those things that people are like, oh, are you working on this? And you're like, oh, I wish I was, but I don't have time. Like this is the time for those for a lot of businesses. So I think that's great advice for the businesses that are struggling through this. So thanks so much, Tyler, for jumping on today and talking a little bit about um, this world of social responsibility, which I love, but a lot of people aren't don't necessarily know about it in those terms and on kind of a corporate level. And so thanks for uh, giving us some insight into how that world is doing in this time. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Do you want to grow an online brand that is profitable and authentic? Do you know that you have a ton of great ideas for content that you want to create, but you need accountability and strategy? Do you want to grow online, but online marketing just seems overwhelming? If your answer is yes to any of these questions, then I want to personally invite you to join our private marketing community, successwithstories.com. Success with Stories is the premier community for purpose-driven businesses committed to growing online by marketing with stories. 
inside of successwithstories.com, you will learn how to create online content that converts, how to build a connection with your audience that outlasts any crisis. And most importantly, you're gonna learn how to grow your business in a way that feels authentic to you. Honestly, right now in 2020, things are a bit crazy and unpredictable for all businesses. And so we think it's really important to show you how you can build a crisis-proof online brand. So head to www.successwithstories.com to join Success With Stories. Don't wait another day. We'll see you inside of Success With Stories.